Good evening. Our top stories tonight, Trevor Lawrence. So when I was looking through the new data analysis tool, and by the way, you're going to love that when that debuts. Data analysis, make sure you sign up for the all-in package. We'll get to that later. But I was perusing the all-in package, looking at Trevor Lawrence, and I see that in 2021, Trevor Lawrence threw 50 interceptable passes. He cut that down to 18 in 2022. The difference a real NFL coach makes, a difference between Urban Meyer, arguably the worst head coach in NFL history, versus Doug Peterson, just a good, solid head coach not holding Trevor Lawrence back. And that got me thinking, where does Trevor Lawrence fall amongst all these other quarterbacks? Where do all these quarterbacks stack up? So we're going to be ranking the NFL quarterbacks here tonight on Player Profiler Today. And it is so good to be back live in the studio. I know I've been pre-recording, had an event, the local sports hall of fame, which I'm a part of. We had the banquet coming up. So congrats to all the winners there, all the award winners. But you want to hear about award winners in the NFL. You want to hear about the MVP, Patrick Mahomes. Of course, he is the elite of the elite. And I would put three quarterbacks in that elite tier. I'd have Patrick Mahomes there. I would have Joe Burrow, of course. Now, I am on record saying that Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the NFL. I have had pushback on that. A lot of people say, of course, it has to be Patrick Mahomes. And based on how last season ended, what Patrick Mahomes did, I got to take my L for now. But I don't think it'll be that way for long. Joe Burrow on an MVP path this season. But anyways, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, they are both elite. And I'm going to keep Josh Allen. With the elite quarterbacks, I know that Josh Allen has fallen below Jalen Hurts in our dynasty rankings, and I, I get that. He's two years older than Jalen Hurts. They both do the same thing, essentially, in terms of the run game. Jalen Hurts has a better offense, better offensive line, better weapons. But Josh Allen is still elite. I know he had the drop-off towards the end of the season. I know he had more turnover-worthy plays than we would expect from Josh Allen. But you got to remember, the UCL injury that Josh Allen suffered was legit. He didn't need surgery like Brock Purdy did, but even after the season, he still got checked up to see, hey, does he need surgery? Because this isn't right. This is not feeling right. It was not fully torn, obviously, like Brock Purdy, but Josh Allen, the UCL, was not okay for the entirety of the season. Ever since he hurt that elbow, whatever week that was early in the season, mid-season, Josh Allen was not the same. Josh Allen was not okay. And so, I think with Josh Allen having a whole offseason to heal up, I think with Josh Allen being able to enter 2023 100%, no elbow issue, we're going to see him back on his torrid pace. You got to remember what Josh Allen did in the AFC championship against Patrick Mahomes. Or sorry, that wasn't the AFC championship. It was the game before. Regardless, you got to remember what Josh Allen did against the Kansas City Chiefs last playoffs when he single-handedly put the Bills in a position to win all by himself, accounted for so many yards, so many points. He just dominated. Josh Allen completely took over that game. 
lost through no fault of his own. The Bills scored on every single possession that Josh Allen had. You couldn't script a better game from Josh Allen. They lose through no fault of his. But that's the player that Josh Allen is. And when he's healthy, I think we're going to see that. So I'm going to say there's three elite quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Though I would put Joe Burrow ahead of Josh Allen, put Joe Burrow first. But anyways, then there's the borderline elite guys. And maybe some of your favorite quarterbacks are in this tier. Maybe you're saying, well, if Jalen Hurts is above Josh Allen in the dynasty rankings, why is he not elite? I want one more year of Jalen Hurts at this level. I was in on Jalen Hurts from the beginning. As soon as he took over for Carson Wentz, I believed he could be a real quarterback. I got a lot of pushback after last season and during last season when they lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, when Jalen Hurts was inconsistent, when Jalen Hurts struggled at times. Got a lot of pushback, and he showed exactly who I always knew Jalen Hurts could be. Number two in NFL attempt, or sorry, no, that's Justin Herbert. Looking at Jalen Hurts, number four in adjusted yards per attempt, number two in points per dropback, number one in fantasy points per game, elite fantasy numbers. Number two in clean pocket completion percentage as well. When kept clean, when kept clean, Jalen Hurts was accurate. When Jalen Hurts was given time, he could get the ball downfield. Number eight in deep ball completion which is funny because we all remember Jalen Hurts. The reason he went in the second round was the arm strength. What's the arm strength like? He's not got a strong enough arm. He's a second-round quarterback. The fact that Jalen Hurts was drafted in round two, ridiculous. But that's why I don't have him in that top tier, that elite quarterback. One more season of it. If Jalen Hurts repeats what he just did, I will, I will consider him an elite quarterback. As for Justin Herbert, he's got the elite talent, much like Jalen Hurts. Justin Herbert, number two in in attempts this past season, number four in red zone attempts. He had every opportunity to put up numbers. Number one in money throws. So Justin Herbert, number one in making those special throws, despite the fact that he was dealing with busted ribs, despite the fact that he had non-throwing shoulder surgery after the season, Justin Herbert is him. He has all the talent in the world. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see him put it all together, partially because of the injuries, but also in large part because of Joe Lombardi, the offensive coordinator. And we talk all the time about how coaching matters on the margins. We don't like to overrate coaches. When coaching matters is when they are particularly bad or particularly good. When you go from a bad offensive coordinator and Joe Lombardi, an offensive coordinator that had Justin Herbert as the number 32 quarterback in the NFL in terms of average depth of target. Justin Herbert was not allowed to throw deep. Often, number 32 in air yards per attempt. The Joe Lombardi offense, the Drew Brees offense, check down, check down, check down, slant, 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 check down. That's what Joe Lombardi wanted Justin Herbert to be was Drew Brees. And that's not who Justin Herbert is. Justin Herbert, when actually allowed to uncork it, when allowed to throw deep, that's why he led the NFL in money throws. So Justin Herbert, without Joe Lombardi holding him back, and I believe Kellen Moore is a good offensive coordinator, but even if he's not, even if Kellen Moore is just an average offensive coordinator, Justin Herbert will be better 
simply because he's not being held back. So Justin Herbert very well could enter this elite tier of quarterback. He and Jalen Hurts, if Jalen Hurts has the same season he just had, if Justin Herbert is able to take the step forward that I know he can, that we all know he can, no, he's not a social media quarterback, Emmanuel Lacho, Justin Herbert is a borderline elite quarterback. And the talent is elite. So there's those two. And then number three, I think Trevor Lawrence, number six quarterback in the NFL, if I had to rank them. You go the Patrick Mahomes and Joe Joe Burrow, one, two. Josh Allen, number three. I'd put Justin Herbert ahead of Jalen Hurts based on the raw talent, but Jalen Hurts was a better quarterback last year. So that's a toss-up. But number six, I'm putting Trevor Lawrence. Like I said, went from 50 interceptable passes to 18. What an insane drop-off. 32 fewer interceptable passes by Trevor Lawrence in 2022. So what's going to happen this year when he has another chance to grow? He already ranked 7th in money throws last year. He already was 16th in clean pocket completion percentage, 14th in pressured completion percentage. So it didn't matter if Trevor Lawrence was clean. It didn't matter if Trevor Lawrence was under pressure. He was just good. He was accurate. He could get the ball to his wide receivers. And that was with a bunch of 1B options. Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Engram, they're all 1Bs. Calvin Ridley is an alpha. And I know Billy Muzio has Christian Kirk ahead of Calvin Ridley. And I do understand that. I understand it math-wise. I understand that Calvin Ridley is coming off over a year of not playing football. I understand that Christian Kirk has that rapport with Trevor Lawrence, and he's going to be a slot monster, whereas Calvin Ridley is going to be playing on the outside, drawing more pressure. So I understand why Billy has Christian Kirk ranked ahead of Calvin Ridley. But we're talking about real football. We're talking about NFL offenses and what Calvin Ridley will do for this Jaguars offense. He will give them an alpha wide receiver, a guy who can beat number one cornerbacks, one-on-one that Trevor Lawrence can just put it up to and he's going to make a play. Calvin Ridley, Trevor Lawrence, they are going to grow together. They are going to be one of the best combinations in the NFL this year. This is going to be one of the best offenses in the NFL this year. And so maybe I'm projecting by saying that Trevor Lawrence is a near elite quarterback. Maybe I am projecting putting Trevor Lawrence as my number six quarterback in the NFL right now. But the pace he's been on, the prospect he was at Clemson, and what he showed in year two, what we know he's going to have in year three, I think it's pretty undeniable that Trevor Lawrence has that elite ceiling. He very well, by the end of this year, he could pass Josh Allen. Trevor Lawrence, if all goes right, could be the number three quarterback in the NFL behind Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. I don't see him passing those two, but anything could happen. The sky is the limit for Trevor Lawrence. And the sky is the limit with some of our friends here at Player Profiler who support us behind the scenes. You know, people always ask me, hey, what is the the World Series of Fantasy or the Super Bowl of Fantasy Football? And it's easy. It's the FFPC, the Fantasy Football Players Championship. It's a $6 million prize pool. 
and they've had their never-too-early best ball leagues cranking since February. And so the FFPC is the answer to so many questions. Hey, hey, where's the best place to get a dynasty orphan? Well, you can adopt a dynasty orphan at the FFPC. That's why we partner with them. If you want to play fantasy football for low, medium, high stakes, seasonal, best ball, dynasty, go to the FFPC. And don't forget, promo code UNDERWORLD to get you $25 off your first team. $25 off your first team, no matter what team it is, no matter what format it is, at the FFPC. Go do it. And at the FFPC, we've got some mobile quarterbacks. We've got a lot of quarterback ones. We've got a lot of talent at the quarterback position, or at least that high end. We've got Justin Fields, who led the NFL in rushing yards from quarterbacks. Number two in rushing touchdowns with eight. But what about the passing work? People will criticize Justin Fields. Oh, he sucks. He's a running back. He can't throw all the same criticisms that Lamar Jackson gets, who I'd have in this category too. Lamar Jackson is an elite talent. He is a more elite talent than Justin Herbert. So if we're just going off of talent, I'd put Lamar at an elite quarterback. But what we've seen the last couple of years with his inability to stay healthy, with the supporting cast limiting Lamar Jackson, with the injuries limiting him, I've got him just below Trevor Lawrence. He and Justin Fields in that tier of quarterback ones. And I would say those are guys that could break in to the near elite or the elite quarterback conversation. If things break right, there's just more questions. And that's why I have them as true blue quarterback ones, just not willing to rank them with their peers in that top six. But Justin Fields, number four, in red zone accuracy rating. So when the field got condensed, when everything was tightest, most pressure possible, least field possible, Justin Fields was number four in accuracy rating. And he was also number one in fantasy points per dropback, number five in fantasy points per game. He is an electric playmaker. Given more weapons, the fact that he now has an alpha wide receiver in DJ Moore, we'll get to see him flourish as a passer because really... We're underrating Justin Fields' passing ability at this point. Lamar Jackson, I don't know if we're underrating his passing ability or his electricity, but Lamar Jackson feels underrated at this point. And I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. Because Lamar Jackson, I know he didn't finish the season, and 300 passes is a lower threshold than we use on the player pro profiler graphics. We set it at 400, which meant Daniel Jones led the NFL, the lowest number of interceptable passes at 15. But if we bump that threshold down to 300, Lamar Jackson, only eight interceptable passes. Lamar Jackson took care of the football. Lamar Jackson also was as electric as ever. Number three in fantasy points per dropback. Number six in fantasy points per game. Number two in true passer rating and number nine in quarterback rating. So even when we look at his work as a passer, when we're not just focusing in on the work on the ground, Lamar Jackson, his passing is underrated at this point. It really is. It's underappreciated. We don't respect the weapon that Lamar Jackson is. And whatever team he goes to, wherever he plays, 
if he stays healthy, I have all the faith that he will be back in that near elite quarterback category, maybe even in the elite quarterback category. I just need to see him end the season healthy. Justin Fields, tough to believe he's going to get to the elite quarterback, but he could be near if he has another season like he just did. But talking about underrated quarterbacks, Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott feel disrespected so often in the NFL media. We all forget Kyler Murray was an MVP candidate for a large part of 2021 before the wheels completely fell off for the Arizona Cardinals. In 2021, when Kyler Murray was at his best, despite being hampered by Cliff Kingsbury, and I know people will say, well, Kyler Murray, he had to run that air raid offense. That was for him. No, Kyler Murray can run any offense you want him to. He would thrive in a Kyle Shanahan offense. The Cliff Kingsbury offense was just because that's what Cliff does. That's all he knows. But even still, being held back by Cliff Kingsbury, number one in true completion percentage, number one in deep ball completion percentage. So removing throwaways, removing his under pressure throws, Kyler Murray, best in the NFL. When throwing deep, best in the NFL. He was also great under pressure, the number eight under pressure completion rate and number four in fantasy points per game. And that was over the entire season. That was even after Kyler Murray got hurt, stopped running. There was less of a threat of his legs because of the shoulder injury. And even still, Kyler Murray finished the season with incredible numbers. So at this point, Kyler Murray's an afterthought. He's forgotten. He's disrespected because of the ACL tear, because of the poor performance this past season. But make no mistake, Kyler Murray is a quarterback one. He's still got elite talent. And we're going to see once he gets healthy in 2024, what Kyler Murray really is. And I know that's a long time to wait to see what he really is, what he's really about as a quarterback. But even still, he'll just be 27 years old. In two years, Kyler Murray will be 27. That is nothing. He'll be entering his age 28 season because he turns 26 in August. That's nothing in quarterback years. Kyler Murray still has the potential to prove us that he's got that talent with a real offensive coordinator. And Dak Prescott, it's different from Dak to Kyler Murray. Dak, instead of having to deal with the, oh, poor performance, injury, we deal with injury, then poor performance. But it wasn't really poor performance from Dak Prescott. Everyone points to the interception numbers. Oh, look, Dak, he led the NFL in interceptions. He's bad. Dak Prescott sucks. He plays for the Cowboys. He sucks. Isn't it fun to make fun of the Cowboys? And that's why Dak Prescott is so disrespected because he plays for the Dallas Cowboys. If Aaron Rodgers led the NFL in interceptions with 15, mind you, that is nothing in terms of regular interception leaders. Most years, it's over 20 interceptions to lead the NFL. But Dak Prescott, we're ignoring the numbers. Number one, in red zone completion percentage because he does take care of the football. He is a good decision maker when things are tight. Number four in clean pocket completion because he is a good decision maker when he is kept clean. Number 11 in fantasy points per dropback. Number 10 in money throw. So Dak Prescott, all the arm talent that some of these elite quarterbacks have, doesn't run, doesn't have quite the physical ability of a Josh Allen, of a Lamar Jackson, of a Justin Fields, of a Kyler Murray, of all these elite or bordering on elite quarterbacks or 
elite talent, but with question marks. But Dak Prescott, when we remove the unicorns of the NFL, like Jalen Hurts, who is just a physical freak like Justin Herbert, when we remove all those guys and just get to solid quarterbacks, that's Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is the best solid quarterback, non-unicorn, I should say, in the NFL. I would take Dak Prescott over Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely, I would. Aaron Rodgers, back-to-back MVPs. He's still in that quarterback one territory out of respect. I'll keep him in here. I'm not going to put him quite on the Kirk Cousins level yet, which we'll get to. But Aaron Rodgers, I'd rather have Dak Prescott. I'd rather have Dak Prescott than Matthew Stafford, who I'm going to keep in the quarterback one conversation out of respect and out of love and admiration for what Matthew Stafford did. We're going to ignore 2022. We're going to ignore all of the injuries he was suffering. We're going to pretend it's 2021 and Matthew Stafford is healthy. And for that reason, we'll keep him as a quarterback one. If, if the season starts and Matthew Stafford looks like he did in 2022, then we'll bump him down to the Kirk Cousins tier. But for now, I just don't feel like we can put Aaron Rodgers, put Matthew Stafford in the same tier as Kirk Cousins. They're just a step above because you can win a Super Bowl with those guys. I think you can probably win a Super Bowl with Kirk, but I know you can win a Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford and Aaron Rodgers. And then there's the two quarterbacks that I don't know where to put them, Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson, because they're not QB ones based on their past season. They're not Kirk Cousins either. They played much worse than Kirk Cousins, but I just, I don't know what tier to put them in because the Kirk Cousins tier to me is the system quarterback and system quarterback. There's nothing wrong with being a system quarterback. There's lots of successful system quarterbacks to a tug of Aloha. He had a great year as a system quarterback, Jared Goff, great year, Kirk Cousins, Great year. Dragged one of the worst defenses in the NFL to the playoffs, to a respectable record. Daniel Jones, system quarterback. Geno Smith, I don't know if he's a system quarterback or just an okay quarterback, a solid quarterback, a good quarterback. Mac Jones, I don't know if he's a system quarterback or just a solid quarterback. But Brock Purdy, Derek Carr, Ryan Tannehill, Kenny Pickett, Jimmy G, all of these guys. You, depending on the year, depending on the weapons around them, that's what makes the difference. When Tua was not throwing to Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, he was looking worse than Ryan Tannehill, looking worse than Derek Carr, looking worse than Jimmy G, but then he gets his weapons and he's far and away better. Jared Goff, we've seen multiple stages in his career. He went from terrible to great to mid to great again based on the weapons around him, based on the faith that was put in him by his coaches, whether it was Sean McVay trusting in him, whether it was Sean McVay losing trust in him, whether it was Dan Campbell believing in Jared Goff, all of that impacted him. And he's been better or worse than Kirk Cousins because of it, just based on the weapons around him. Kirk Cousins, solid quarterback, rock solid quarterback. You can win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins if everything goes right around him. This is the Joe Flacco tier of quarterback where you can get a four-game stretch with Kirk Cousins, with Jared Goff, with Daniel Jones, with Geno Smith, and probably win a Super Bowl. 
they're not going to be the reason you don't win a Super Bowl at the very least. Thank you, Senior Football. I'm glad that I'm not just speaking it crazy out here. I know it's wild to say Kirk Cousins can win a Super Bowl, but he can't if everything is perfect around him. I believe the same with Daniel Jones. There's a bit of a tear break. I would probably put Daniel Jones, Mac Jones, and Geno Smith above Brock Purdy, above Derek Carr, above Ryan Tannehill, above Kenny Pickett, above Jimmy G. But all of those guys in 2023, not Tannehill because it won't happen with the Titans, but Derek Carr could be better than Mac Jones. He could be better than Daniel Jones based on the fact that he has Chris Olave and maybe Mike Thomas, if he's healthy or not. All of these guys, it's the next tier of quarterback. And this is where the money comes into question with a lot of these guys. Because if you're paying Kirk Cousins, Patrick Mahomes money, you're at a disadvantage. You're not winning a Super Bowl that way. But if you're paying Geno Smith $25 million a year, and Patrick Mahomes is making $45 million. And even if Geno plays at an all-pro level, he's still only making $35 million. That's how you win a Super Bowl. That is the difference, is how much do you pay that next tier of quarterback, the non-elite physical talents? Because you'll notice a lot of the QB1s, a lot of the elite guys, they are unicorns. They are centaurs. They're Greek gods carved out of marble like Josh Allen, like Patrick Mahomes. But there's not many of those guys in the Kirk Cousins tier. The closest thing we get, I would say, is Daniel Jones. And he's not really a project, is he? Daniel Jones, he was pro-ready-ish. He's an interesting one. But the true project quarterbacks, like Jordan Love, I can't put him in the Kirk Cousins tier. I haven't seen enough of Jordan Love to put him in that tier. So I've got Jordan Love grouped with the rookies. I've got Trey Lance grouped with the rookies because I haven't seen enough of these guys to really know who they are, to know if they can be QB ones based on their God-given physical abilities or if they're Kirk Cousins, if they're a system quarterback who can succeed or if they're a true backup. So as it stands right now, I would take Jordan Love over Will Levis, over Anthony Richardson, over Bryce Young. Based on what we saw in that one game, I think in 2023, Jordan Love will be better than those guys. If we're talking about dynasty rankings, I'm probably put at least Richardson and Levis above Jordan Love because of the more Konami code ability. But I think... When we're looking at the quarterbacks without experience, the quarterbacks that are rookies or true rookies, I think it's a tier with Jordan Love, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, and Trey Lance, all of these freaky physical ability guys. Then I'd put Bryce Young below that tier just because he's teeny tiny and closer to Baker Mayfield, who's a backup. Hendon Hooker, I can't put above those guys. Sam Howell. I can't put above Bryce Young because of the prolificness. Malik Willis below all those guys. But I think it's pretty clear when you look at the guys without experience, CJ Stroud is just head and shoulders above all of them. CJ Stroud is better than a lot of the quarterbacks in the Kirk Cousins tier. 
if I if I'm being honest, if I had to put CJ Stroud in that tier with Kirk Cousins, with Jared Goff, with Daniel Jones, with Tua Tagovailoa, I think based on projection, based on the age, based on the arm, I put CJ Stroud above all those guys. CJ Stroud closer to Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, and Dak Prescott as a quarterback one than Kirk Cousins. And I will see when he goes to the Carolina Panthers what ends up happening, what weapons they surround him with in the second and third rounds of the draft. But CJ Stroud is a Kirk Cousins plus quarterback at this point. Everyone else, Jordan Love, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, Trey Lance, Bryce Young, Hendon Hooker, flip a coin and it'll land heads or tails on a lot of them. Some will bust, some will make it, but CJ Stroud, I've come around. He's head and shoulders above a lot of these guys, both in the draft and in the NFL right now. (laughs) 